0: Illinois could become one of the first states to make it easier for residents to sue so-called crisis pregnancy centers. Now, crisis pregnancy centers, or CPCs, they're often Christian-based facilities that offer ultrasounds, pregnancy testing, and STI medication. There are almost 100 of them here in Illinois. Critics of these centers say they falsely advertise services in an attempt to delay abortion care. Now, a bill passed in both the state House and Senate takes aim at, quote, unquote, deceptive tactics that opponents say are used at these centers. And that bill is now headed to Governor Pritzker's desk. Joining us now with more details on this bill is Hannah Meisel, state government and politics reporter with Capitol News Illinois. Hey, Hannah. Hi Sasha, thanks for having me. Sure, welcome back to the program. So tell us, what exactly does the bill do?
1: Well, under this bill, um basically the the state of Illinois has long had a consumer fraud protection uh law in place. This would uh basically extend that law and explicitly say that uh these uh crisis pregnancy centers would be subject to that uh, that you know, that law, uh, if they engage in fraud. Now, fraud is uh, definitely squishy. Uh, the bill of sponsors kept saying during the debate it would be on a case-by-case basis. But basically, this bill would allow both a private right of action if an individual felt as if they had been deceived uh, by a crisis pregnancy center when they were actually seeking uh, abortion care mm-hmm. or uh, the Illinois Attorney General. Uh, this will probably be far more uh, powerful, definitely, because the Attorney General has the wherewithal, of the resources to investigate these and bring a lawsuit or lawsuits, uh, you know, and that would definitely send a message.
0: Yeah. Give us some more detail on these crisis pregnancy centers. Who's behind them?
1: So uh, a variety of nationwide groups are uh, behind them. You know, they can pop up as chains or one-offs. A lot of them are run as, you know, nonprofits actually, you know, some of them, uh, like you said in the beginning, uh, some of them do actually uh, offer some form of examination and sometimes they have licensed medical staff, uh, you know, available, but, uh, other times, these uh, crisis pregnancy centers really are just volunteer run. They're only open a few days a week, uh, a couple hours, and they can't really offer all that much besides literature and counseling, uh, sometimes prayer. Uh, but, you know, those who, uh, you know, are behind this bill say that really uh, these crisis pregnancy centers, they're set up to delay uh you know, to convince women who are seeking abortions to ultimately not go down that road. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can be, uh, you can Google, it, for example, so where I'm sitting in Springfield at the state capitol, uh, right before this, I Googled abortions near me. And the first Google result is a crisis pregnancy center here in Springfield uh, because it's a sponsored mm. result. Now Google has taken uh, care in the last couple of years to kind of label these and it says underneath does not provide abortions, but uh, you know, you've I'm sure everyone has seen uh, highway signs and signs on the stop side, sides of bus stops that says pregnant, scared, need help, uh, you know, call this number mm. and they're intentionally vague in their advertising. So uh So people will go in and, um, you know, they will sit down and sometimes for hours be subjected to uh, information that, again, critics uh, often hail as misinformation. Right,
0: right. Now, in a few minutes, we're, we're going to hear from a representative of the Chicago Abortion Fund. But so that we're clear, how are these facilities different from centers like that, that provide and find abortion care for you?
1: Oh, sure. So, uh, you know, at any of these uh, crisis pregnancy centers, also known as limited uh, care uh, pregnancy centers, they will never provide abortion care, and they will also not refer out, uh, you know, any information about abortion care. Whereas um, legitimate um, abortion clinics will, you know, they will take you down that route. But often abortion at crisis pregnancy centers is either not talked about or talked about, uh, you know, in ways that are meant to kind of enhance the, uh, the risk of yeah. abortions. And they're and, vague, uh, too. Very, very, vague. very vague. And again, uh, intended to keep you there as long as possible to convince you to not uh, pursue an abortion. Of
0: course. And under the bill, Hannah, I mean, how do you prove the deception? Is that hard to do?
1: I mean, again, this is going to be on a case by case basis. Uh, There, there's only one other state that I know of, uh, state of Connecticut, who has also gone down this route. Um, So it's definitely a new kind of uh, a new kind of legal tactic. Um, But I would imagine that in a courtroom, uh, if you know a suit got got to that place, uh, they would depose the individuals who were you know giving uh, advising and counseling uh they would depose the materials that are given out the Mm. pamphlets um anything that is uh, said in those um you know counseling sessions uh that would be um you know kind of up to a judge and jury to determine if it is indeed fraud
0: sure well gop state representative adam nemerg Reportedly issued a public records request to the Attorney General's office for complaints against pregnancy help centers. He said there were no complaints. Talk to us a bit about why this was a priority for Democrats.
1: Right. So, this is a, an initiative actually of the Attorney General's office. And my sources in the Attorney General's office said that uh, there might not be written complaints that uh, were, you know, not found during that FOIA from uh, Adam Nienberg, but they've gotten a lot of phone calls and, you know, kind of uh, complaints that were forwarded to the attorney general's office from other entities like Democratic state representatives. And so uh, that would be the reason, uh, according to the attorney general's office, there were no records. But they said that th- this is an issue.
0: Hannah Meisel is the state government and politics reporter with Capitol News Illinois. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Sasha.
0: Let's turn to another voice in this conversation. Alicia Hurtado is the advocacy manager for the Chicago Abortion Fund. Hey Alicia, welcome back. Hello, it's so great to be here. We just heard Hannah sort of lay out how this law works. I'm curious your thoughts.
2: Yes, absolutely. So, um just kind of picking up exactly from where Hannah had left off, um these These experiences that people have are are not theoretical. Just because they're not on record doesn't mean that people haven't been experiencing harm. Doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Exactly. And even on our helpline at the Chicago Abortion Fund, we definitely have had folks go to crisis pregnancy centers or anti-abortion clinics and see that deception firsthand. We've had folks who were trapped behind doors for hours, berated, told they were going to hell. Pray, forcibly prayed over, shown ultrasounds they did not want to see or give consent to see. Um, but I think really the um, piece about deception is maybe the most um, the most troubling piece because it really does, um, on top of this shame and stigmatizing of abortion care, uh, prevent people from accessing abortion care due to Um, just disinformation, Mm -hmm. I would go further than misinformation. It's intentional, right? We Mm -hmm. know that these are um, funded by anti-abortion groups, but this disinformation can cause people to have inaccurate information about their gestation, can cause people to have inaccurate information about the quote-unquote risks of abortion, um, and all of that can really coerce people to make specific decisions about their reproductive health that they did not want to make.
0: Yeah, let's dig into that more because barring pushback, this could mean abortion care centers like yours, like the Chicago Abortion Fund, could see more people seeking services, especially since Illinois has become more or less this island of abortion access in the Midwest. So, Alicia, how do you think the bill will affect your group's ability to give that care? Is anything going to change on your end?
2: We're prepared to continue to support everyone that we hear from on our helpline. At this point, since 2019, we've actually been able to offer support to 100% of the people we reach. And we do that through um, a lot of very, um, very uh, strong grassroots donations, funding, community support. Um, And we know that a lot of our our job as an abortion fund is to connect people to care that is compassionate to care that is affirming and full of love, and that's what we provide and I think our reaction to this bill is really one of celebration we're We're always planning on how we're gonna kind of come up against the next um fight the next ban, the next restriction mm-hmm. and all and you know an influx of folks that we're seeing calling our helpline um but for us, our reaction is really. You know, centering on, around the fact that our communities deserve not they deserve affordable, accessible and affirming health care. And that piece is so important. Yeah. And when we're thinking about people coming from other states, we had a caller that was sent all the way from Louisiana to Illinois to just visit a fake abortion clinic. Really? Um, and they gave her misleading information about her options, delayed her care. And while we were able to get her to the care that she needed, um, this all caused unnecessary stress and financial burden. So we're
0: so she got put in touch with them first before
2: yes getting before in contact with you getting in contact with us. And I think for us, we're we're really hopeful that this effort will just cut into the confusion and the trauma that people who are walking through um, anti-abortion fake clinics doors experience. Um, yeah. And we're also hopeful that this will be used as a blueprint in other states because we're an organization. And as you mentioned, Illinois is a national access point for abortion care. Absolutely. And- We're seeing people delay their care. For example, in Texas, when there was a six-week ban, we had a caller go into a fake abortion clinic and was given an ultrasound saying she was nine weeks when she was really five weeks. And so she came all the way to Illinois.
0: And anyone who's ever been pregnant knows that that's a huge difference, especially in the early stage of a pregnancy.
2: Exactly. And there was a six-week ban in Texas. She could have gotten care back home, Mm -hmm. but instead... Her whole care plan was just upended, and she had to spend so much money, so much more emotional um, and you know physical logistical right. time and so we're we're hopeful that this will make things easier and make things um just you know a, a better experience Make the for process people. more smooth absolutely you know as you
0: talk about folks calling into the hotline and and, and the uh, increase as we've been uh, so prepared for of folks coming in from out of state. What does that look like today? Because it's been a while since you and I have uh, have connected. Are you still seeing that increase, that influx of folks coming to Illinois?
2: Yes, yes, absolutely we are. And at this point, we've pledged out over a million dollars in support already this year. Um, just in the first three months of this year, we'd already connected with over 3,000 people. Wow. Um, and last year, across the whole year, um, we, you know, connected with— uh, it, we connected with folks uh, at, a, at a much higher rate than we'd ever experienced, and that, those numbers continue to grow. You know, we're and talking, we're only
0: talking about your center, right? Exactly. Yeah. Abortion
2: funds across the country are feeling this strain, um, and you know, abortion funds across the country are identifying where we can protect people who are seeking abortion access, who are having to travel across state lines. Yeah, And on
0: that note, tell us the signs someone can look out for then that would indicate that they may be at one of these crisis pregnancy centers instead of a place that they're looking for to get abortion care.
2: So I think the first sign would be even in the advertising. Um, we've had a lot of callers that read the words abortion, abortion counseling on these crisis pregnancy centers websites, um, and in the moment think okay i'm going to be getting be getting referrals at least be getting abortion care possibly um but you'll see very um innocuously very hidden that within the language of these sites they will say um they will refuse to say abortion referrals specifically they'll mm-hmm. say um pre-abortion counseling will help you talk through your decision um and i think really what is important to look for in the first place is just unapologetically talking about abortion or talking about abortion referrals very explicitly. Um, and I always connect people to I need an It's a great resource. You type in your zip code, your gestation, your age, uh-huh. and it'll show you real abortion providers that you can get in contact with. Um, and you know, in an age where there is so much disinformation, there is so much, um, you know, right wing pressure and stigma that's being attached to abortion care. These resources that we can trust are so important. Yeah. Um, the second thing I would say is for folks to get in contact with our local abortion fund. We're experts at connecting people to care. We connect, right. you know, hundreds of people across the country to abortion care every week. And we're here to help. We're here to, um, you know, help not just uh, help, period, but, you know, help with love and affirmation.
0: Alicia Hurtado is a communications and advocacy manager for the Chicago Abortion Fund. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you.